Diversity is so important to fundraising, and today we bring you a frontline perspective. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakavich. This is the first day with the Fundraising School, and I'm joined today by Beatrice Cork, who has over two decades of experience of fundraising success in higher education, with youth organizations, on behalf of people with disabilities, a wide range of fundraising expertise, and we're able to learn from her today. Beatrice, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you. Uh, this whole idea of diversity is so important. We're becoming more diverse as a country. Mm -hmm. That certainly means African-Americans, Latinos, other people of color. You also have a background of serving people with disabilities. Yes. What have you seen in terms of fundraising on behalf of and with these different populations, these so-called underrepresented communities, mm -hmm. and what can fundraisers learn to apply to their important work? I think the key thing is you have to know your audience. You have mm -hmm. to know who you're fundraising for, and you also have to be connected to the mission in a way that's, um, that's, that's down to your core. Mm -hmm. If you are not connected to the mission or you cannot resonate with the population, then you cannot raise money for them. Um, I also think that as a front-line fundraiser, every day you have to shore yourself up. Hmm. Um, you almost have to gird yourself, put on your armor, and be prepared to do battle on behalf of the mission that you um, that you speak so eloquently about. This is really personal. This needs to be a passion. Mm -hmm. This just can't be a job. Oh, no. We have to resonate with the mission that we're working with. How did you do that as you began fundraising on behalf of people with disabilities, especially as I understand mm -hmm. uh, people with visual impairment? How did um, you associate with that? I really understood what it was like to have diabetic retinopathy. I had family and friends mm -hmm. who acquired mm -hmm. um, diabetes and then the resulting um, problems with their eyes. I understood people who had um, low vision that came from um, from an accident, mm -hmm. you know, some injury to the, to the eye. And then um, macular degeneration, which is also a, um, a loss of, of visual acuity. And I think my parents were aging, my friend's parents were aging, we're all aging. Yes. I, I wanted to do something, I wanted to have an impact that would outlast me. So any dollars I raise to benefit an organization, whether it's people with disabilities or, or youth or universities, I like to see that those dollars go on beyond me, that mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. time beyond me. I mean, that's what a legacy is, right? Planting seeds under a tree, for a tree that, under which you will never grow shade. But people with disabilities has always been kind of a, it's kind of been a real soft spot for me. And I, I think it's because for years they were shunted away, they were marginalized, they were discounted, and they are people first. 
and then have disability That's right. second. That's well said. That is so well said. And so you crossed a line of difference. You entered a different community. Certainly mm -hmm. you had some personal experience in your family mm -hmm. with visual impairment, and then you met others, mm -hmm. and this became a passion for you. Yeah. Uh, this same issue is raised in terms of the fact that the fundraising profession is about 75% Caucasian. Mm -hmm. Our country, wonderfully, is becoming more and more diverse over time. Uh, and we always ask this question, how can we help the fundraising profession become more diverse? How can these folks who are in the hiring positions cross those lines of difference to have a more diverse uh, talent pool to draw from, which then could lead to a more diverse fundraising team? You know, it's a challenge. It really is a challenge in fundraising. We know that people, um, people give to people that they kind of connect with. So. Right trying to um, find ways of connecting um, either as a, a gift officer of a diverse background or, or working with an audience of a, of, of a diverse background. You gotta find the areas of commonality. And I'm sure I'm gonna get the statistic wrong, but I understand that people are more alike than they are different. So there's something like we're 90 some percent alike. The difference, all people, the difference being the difference between men and women. Hmm. So if you find those likenesses, I mean, everybody wants their children to do better than they have. Everybody w would like to live comfortably and not have to worry about violence in the streets or know that their children are gonna be safe. Everybody um, cares about prenatal health and, mm -hmm. and, um, and uh, education and um, the things that count for being a human on this earth. So you find those areas of commonality and not in any way minimizing that you bring a diverse perspective mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. it, but finding those ways of commonality and just building the relationships. I'm frankly a little concerned with the emphasis on the metrics now. Okay. And that the metrics are seeming to make to make fundraising more tactical yes, um, and less relational. And you know, I'm, I'm in the sunset of my career, so it's easy for me to see what's happened in the last two decades. I'm concerned about people coming into the field mm -hmm. um, and the emphasis on just being tacticians instead of being a person with building a relationship with another person over coffee. I know everybody's busy and I understand that you have to have results and they have to be measurable. Got that. But how we go about it and how we churn out our fundraisers, um, what is it, 18, 24 months, people are changing be. jobs now? You know, Beatrice, I hear you throughout all of your answers talking about, you know, personal mm -hmm. and relational. Yes. Um, and again, we can think about big systematic changes that need to happen, and they do. And we need to become more uh, aware of diversity on our fundraising teams, amongst our donors, in terms of our leadership positions, in mm -hmm. terms of our boards. But am I understanding you correctly? It's also start where you are with what you have and who you know and do the best you can. Mm -hmm. And is it too simple for me to say that as I met you, you resided in Southwest Michigan and I traveled to Southwest Michigan. Precisely. There's a starting point. There's a starting point. 
and we can get to know each other as professional colleagues or if I'm a prospective donor to you, that is something to build upon to get us started. Absolutely. And Absolutely. We, uh, what, how do we do that then? It's, you know, it, it sounds so simple, well, oh, we have so much in common, but you know, what, what fundraising skills do we need to put in place in terms of observing, listening, taking time to get to know others, especially those who come from a different community than perhaps we do? You know, listening is obviously key. They say you should listen twice as much as you, as you speak. Yes. And, you know, I'm as guilty of it as anybody else wanting to hurry up and get my point across. You know, I have, I have a script. I know what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, you know, encourage you to, to support the organization that I'm representing. And I, th I think sometimes it's, it's very easy to just find that one thing grab onto it and then close the gift because that's a metric that's observable and measurable and obviously it's what we're paid to do. Whereas there could be so much more if you listen more, if you have more time, if you take more time, spend more time with a person and really build that relationship instead of trying to just quickly close the gift. And have the courage to so cross a so-called line of difference, mm -hmm. as you did so wonderfully, learning more about people with disabilities mm -hmm. and having that passion then to fundraise for them. I have to ask you, you've talked about uh, your experience in the season of your career that you're in. Do you mentor others? Do you see yourselves mm -hmm. as a role model? I do. Whether it's for fundraisers overall, for women, for African Americans, however uh, that is defined for you. Do you see yourself in I that do. role now at this I stage do. in your career? I do, but more importantly, other people see me that way. Yes. So it's, it's fine for me to think that I'm mentoring someone. It's someone, if someone else says I view you as a mentor, that's where, the, where it feels very powerful and you feel very humbled by it as, as well. Um, I, in talking with, with women, women of color, mm -hmm. um, fundraisers of color, uh, we all have said we try to seek each other out when we go to, um, to you know, general meetings, mm -hmm, national mm -hmm, meetings, mm -hmm. um, because there, there's still so few of us. Yes. You know, 20 years ago there were, it was, almost impossible to find someone, which is one of the reasons why Tyrone and I connected mm -hmm. so easily. We were at the beginning of our careers and we s kept seeing each other in meetings and it was like a natural fit to just kind of help one another through the process. But I th mentoring is a, I've benefited from really good mentors. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so I think about what helped me and I try to then modify that for the people that I'm helping and the times have changed a lot Bill and it's I, th I think the skills that made me successful mm -hmm. might not be the skills that would make me successful now if I How was so? just starting. So I've had people say to me a couple of funny things. One, that I would talk to a tree and could probably get them to give money. <laughs> that I've never met a stranger. I try to find a way to build commonality pretty quickly. 
Um, and then I had an employee tell me once, Beatrice, you could tell somebody to go to hell and I'll be darned if they wouldn't look forward to the trip. Wow. Um, I'm not sure that those personal characteristics would be, are as valued now when people want you to think very strategically yeah. and um, be a little more um, t tactical and, you know, I, I personally hate spreadsheets. Mm -hmm. I'm not in love with databases. I, I still do handwritten notes. Um, I still like to pick up the phone. I don't want to do an email. Very but I personal. Think, but I, th I think now that people's time is so prescribed that you have to use the tools that you have at hand in order to get the job done. Well, Beatrice, thanks so much for keeping it real. It's such an important lesson for all of us. First of all, I'm inspired to meet you and yeah. have this important reminder to be focused on the mission, focused on your passion, focused on the people we're serving, the causes we're fundraising for, and of course, focusing on those donors as people even donors who don't look like you or maybe live in the same community as you do, have a different life story as you, to follow Beatrice's example and cross that line, reach out to others, learn about them, find those areas of commonality, whether they are prospective donors, whether they're prospective colleagues, somebody you need to hire to put into a leadership position. All of that applies from the good information that we learned today from Beatrice. And uh, again, at the fundraising school, we teach the case comes first. Yes, you need to manage. We need that database and we need that fundraising plan, but the case for support is preeminent in all of our work, as Beatrice has reminded us today. We have more on diversity and fundraising at the Mays Institute, which is part of the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy. One of our dear colleagues is Dr. Tyrone Freeman, who Beatrice mentioned, who's a close colleague, and he has a national expertise on research and diversity and fundraising, as do several of our other colleagues. That information is on our website at philanthropy.iupui.edu. And then if you add a forward slash and the words, the fundraising school, you find our fundraising school courses in 16 U.S. cities our custom training, our quarterly webinars, and these weekly podcasts. I'm Bill Stanjakovich, and now you are now more up to date on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.